Hey, everybody. I am here today with Walker Dibel. He is uh, just a jack of all trades when it comes to business acquisition, an online business broker at Quiet Light Brokerage, uh, a serial entrepreneur or an acquisition entrepreneur himself, and also the author of the new book, Buy Then Build, uh, which I've read, got a lot of value out of. If you're new to the acquisition entrepreneur game, highly recommend it. Walker, thanks for coming on the show. Lance, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Well, great. So, Walker, I think you've got one of the most interesting stories uh, for acquisition entrepreneurship and just the the path that you've come down. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got here? Absolutely. Um, you know, it's funny, Lance, what I would tell you is that, you know, as entrepreneurs, you know, a lot of times we we will start businesses because we have a certain pain that we're trying to solve ourselves. And I think what I learned along the way is that I'm a really bad entrepreneur. (laughs) And so I needed to figure out how to solve my own problem. Right. And, um, you know, let let me give it to you like this, like, like, you know, I've had, um, I've co-founded a few startups. Let me just give you a couple examples that, that, you know, first when I was, uh, getting my MBA, uh, me and a few other friends started a business, um, in college, we or in grad school, we, um, we were finalists in a, in a business plan competition. We um, had, you know, Walmart potentially buying large volumes of our product. Uh, and, you know, we were raising capital and almost had the round closed when all of a sudden, um, you know, the technology that we were licensing, um, our agreement really got hung up in legal and basically destroyed the whole company. You know, in nine months of work just disintegrated in a second, right? Um, Years later, um, uh, you know, I co-founded a uh, a B two B you know soft on, software company, and you know we had uh, uh, raised all the capital, gone through one of the top ten accelerator programs in the world, uh, recruited executives from Fortune five hundred companies uh, onto the management team, um, had a proven uh, dev team uh, who had their software, you know, at the highest levels of, of, you know, secret government agencies in functioning, right? Um, We had huge investors from Fortune 500s, you know, CEO level, you know, type of people. And we were running beta programs at, you know, half a dozen uh, well-known companies. I mean, this was one that like absolutely was not going to miss. But, uh, you know, despite our, our, you know, all-star team and, you know, 100% dedicated effort, uh, we never were able to get that product market fit in the time frame that we had, so our cash ran out. Okay, and and um, startups fail, and we all kind of know that. But at the same time, we all kind of want to be, you know, Han Solo driving into the asteroid field. It's like, oh, don't tell me the odds. I got this. Right. <laughs> um, so, so in other words, you know, when I started looking at the data. Uh, it, it was it was interesting because um, you know it, it, it's not only you know this this it, Lance. Let me ask you how many how many startups make it? How many startups succeed? If you were to you know how many out of oh. 100, how many out of a hundred would you say? Good question. Yeah, now we're on to base rates. I love base rates. Oh man, I would guess less than ten percent. I don't know the exact number. Yeah, no, I think that's right too. I mean, you know, I mean, there's there, the data around this is actually really hard because um, there's a lot of um, you know kind of walking dead sort of companies out there. But um, hmm. but if you ask an entrepreneur, if you ask someone who's just starting, they'll say like, oh, one out of ten. If you ask someone who's really been around, they're like, it's not ten, it's not one out of ten, right? <laughs> but anyway, let's just say it's ten percent. Okay, one out of ten. 
So, you know, out of 100, you've got 10 companies, okay? Out of 100 startups, you got 10 companies that sort of like get sustainable. Here's the big question. Out of those 10 that succeed through the startup phase, how many of them exceed a million in revenue? Any idea? Oh, goodness. I don't, I don't have a good, I would think like probably again, less than maybe 5% of companies, but I don't have a good beat on that. That's right. Lance, you're, you're sharp. So, so Vern Harnish came out and said, okay, look, in our research, it says that 4% of companies in the United States ever exceed a million dollars in revenue. So, you know, what you've got is, is, you know, out of the 10, not even one that made it out of a hundred, not even one of them will exceed a million dollars in revenue, right? Which just goes to show the value of, you know, businesses that, uh, you know, small businesses that are around that surround us or, or, you know, websites or whatever it is that, that are generating seven figures. It's, it's a rarity. It's, it's, it's the exception and not the norm. So, um, what,
everybody. I am here today with Walker Dibel. He is uh, just a jack of all trades when it comes to business acquisition. An online business broker at Twilight Brokerage, uh, an serial entrepreneur or an acquisition entrepreneur himself, and also the author of the new book, Buy Then Build, uh, which I've read, got a lot of value out of. If you're new to the acquisition entrepreneur game, highly recommend it. Walker, thanks for coming on the show. Lance, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Well, great. So, Walker, I think you've got one of the most interesting stories uh, for acquisition entrepreneurship and just the, the path that you came down for it. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got here? Absolutely. Um, you know, it's funny, Lance, what I would tell you is that, you know, as entrepreneurs, you know, a lot of times we, we will start businesses because we have a certain pain that we're trying to solve ourselves. And I think what I learned along the way is that I'm a really bad entrepreneur. <laughs> and so I needed to figure out how to solve my own problem, right? And, um, you know, let me give it to you like this. Like, like you know, I've had um, a, a, a co-founded a few startups. Let me just give you a couple examples that, that you know, first, when I was uh, getting my MBA, uh, me and a few other friends started a business um, in college, we or in grad school, we um, we were finalists in a, in a business plan competition. We um, had, you know, Walmart potentially buying large volumes of our product. Uh, and, you know, we were raising capital and almost had the round close. When all of a sudden, and basically destroyed the whole company. Um, software company and you know we had uh, uh, raised all the capital gone through one of the top 10 accelerator programs in the world uh, recruited executives from fortune 500 companies uh, onto the management team um, had a proven uh, dev team uh, who had their software you know at the highest levels of, of you know, secret government agencies in functioning right um, we had huge investors from Fortune 500, you know, CEO level, you know, type of people, and we were running beta programs at you know half a dozen uh, well-known companies. I mean, this was one that like absolutely was not going to miss. Um, but uh, you know, despite our our you know all-star team and you know 100% dedicated effort, uh, we never. Hmm. Um, and we all kind of know that, but at the same time, we all kind of want to be, you know, on solo driving into the asteroid field. It's like, yeah, don't tell me the odds. I got this, right? Um, so, so in other words, you know, when I started looking at the data, uh, it, it was, it was interesting because, um, you know, it, it, it's not only, you know, this, this, it, Lance, let me ask you, how many, how many startups make it? How many startups succeed if you were to, you know, how many out of out of a hundred, would you say? Yeah, now we're on the base rates. I love base rates. Oh man, I would guess less than ten percent. Yeah, no, I think that's right too. I mean, you know, I mean, there's there, the data around this is actually really hard because um, there's a lot of um, you know kind of walking dead sort of companies out there. But um, hmm. but if you ask an entrepreneur, if you ask someone who's just starting, they'll say like, oh, one out of ten. If you ask someone who's really been around, they're like, it's not ten. It's not one out of ten, right? But anyway, let's just say it's ten percent. Okay, one out of ten. 
So, you know, out of 100, you've got 10 companies, okay? Out of 100 startups, you've got 10 companies that sort of like get sustainable. Here's the big question. Out of those 10 that succeed through the startup phase, how many of them exceed a million in revenue? Any idea? That's right, Lance, you're, you're sharp. So, so Vern Harnish came out and said, okay, look, in our research, it says that 4% of companies in the United States ever exceed a million dollars in revenue. So, you know, what you've got is, is, you know, out of the 10, not even one that made it out of 100, not even one of them will exceed a million dollars in revenue, right? Which just goes to show the value of, you know, businesses that, uh, you know, small businesses that are around, that's around us or, or, you know, is that that are generating it's a rarity it's 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 the exception and not the norm so um what
Hey, everybody. I am here today with Walker Dibel. He is uh, just a jack of all trades when it comes to business acquisition, an online business broker at Quiet Light Brokerage, uh, a serial entrepreneur or an acquisition entrepreneur himself, and also the author of the new book, Buy Then Build, uh, which I've read, got a lot of value out of. If you're new to the acquisition entrepreneur game, highly recommend it. Walker, thanks for coming on the show. Lance, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited. Well, great. So, Walker, I think you've got one of the most interesting stories uh, for acquisition entrepreneurship and just the the path that you've come down. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got here? I learned along the way is that I'm a really bad entrepreneur. <laughs> and so I needed to figure out how to solve my own problem. Right. And, um, you know, let, let me give it to you like this. Like, like, you know, I've had, um, I've co-founded a few startups. Let me just give you a couple examples that, that, you know, first when I was, uh, getting my MBA, uh, me and a few other friends started a business, um, in college, we or in grad school. We, um, we were finalists in a, in a business plan competition. We, um, had, you know, Walmart potentially buying large volumes of our product. Uh, and, you know, we were raising capital and almost had the round closed when all of a sudden, um, you know, the technology that we were licensing, um, our agreement really got hung up in legal and basically destroyed the whole company, you know, in nine months of work just disintegrated in a second, right? Um, years later, um, uh, you know, I co-founded a, uh, a B2B, you know, soft on software company. And, you know, we had, uh, uh, raised all the capital, gone through top 10 accelerator programs in the world, uh, recruited executives from fortune 500 companies, uh, onto the management team, um, had a proven, uh, dev team, uh, who had their software, you know, at the highest levels of, of, you know, secret government agencies in function, right? Um, we had huge investors from Fortune 500's, you know, CEO level, you know, type of people. And we were running beta programs at, you know, half a dozen uh, well-known companies. I mean, this was one that like absolutely was not going to miss. Um, but, uh, you know, despite our, our you know, all-star team and, you know, 100% dedicated effort, uh, we never were able to get that product market fit in the time frame that we had. So our cash ran out. Okay. Mm. And, and, um, startups fail and we all kind of know that, but at the same time, we all kind of want to be, you know, Han Solo driving into the asteroid. Like, yeah, don't tell me the odds. I got this. Right. <laughs> um, so, so in other words, you know, when I started looking at the data, uh, it, it was, it was interesting because, um, you know, it, it, it's not only, you know, this, this, it, Lance, let me ask you, how many, how many startups make it? How many startups succeed? If you were to, you know, how many out of, how many out of a hundred would you say? Yeah, now we're on to base rates. I love base rates. Oh man, I would guess less than 10%. I don't know the exact number. Yeah, no, I think that's right too. I mean, you know, I mean, there's, there, the data around this is actually really hard because um, there's a lot of, um, you know, kind of walking dead sort of companies out there, but, um, but if you ask an entrepreneur, if you ask someone who's just starting, they'll say like, oh, one out of 10. If you ask someone who's really been around, they're like, it's not, it's not one out of 10, right? But anyway, let's just say it's 10%, okay? One out of 10. 
So, you know, out of 100, you've got 10 companies, okay? Out of 100 startups, you've got 10 companies that sort of like get sustainable. Here's the big question. Out of those 10 that succeed through the startup phase, how many of them exceed a million in revenue? Any idea? Oh, goodness. I don't, I don't have a good, I would think like probably again, less than maybe 5% of companies. I don't know. That's right, Lance, you're, you're sharp. So, so Vern Harnish came out and said, okay, look, in our research, it says that 4% of companies in the United States ever exceed a million dollars in revenue. So, you know, what you've got is, is, you know, out of the 10, not even one that made it out of 100, not even one of them will exceed a million dollars in revenue, right? Which just goes to show the value of, you know, businesses that, uh, you know, small businesses that are around that surround us or, or you know, websites or whatever it is that that are generating seven figures it's it's a rarity it's 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 the exception and not the norm so
everybody. I am here today with Walker Dibel. He is uh, just a jack of all trades when it comes to business acquisition. An online business broker at Firelight Brokerage, uh, a serial entrepreneur or an acquisition entrepreneur himself, and also the author of the new book, Buy Then Build, uh, which I've read, got a lot of value out of. If you're new to the acquisition entrepreneur game, highly recommend it. Walker, thanks for coming on the show. Lance, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Well, great. So, Walker, I think you've got one of the most interesting stories uh, for acquisition entrepreneurship and just the, the path that you come down for it. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got here? Absolutely. Um, you know, it's funny, Lance, what I would tell you is that, you know, as entrepreneurs, you know, a lot of times we, we will start businesses because we have a certain pain that we're trying to solve ourselves. And I think what I learned along the way is that I'm a really bad entrepreneur. <laughs> and so I needed to figure out how to solve my own problem, right? And, um, you know, let, let me give it to you like this. Like, like you know, I've had um, a, a, a co-founded a few startups. Let me just give you a couple examples that, that you know, first, when I was uh, getting my MBA, uh, me and a few other friends started a business um, in college, we or in grad school, we um, we were finalists in a in a business plan competition. We um, had you know Walmart potentially buying large volumes of our product, uh, and you know we were raising capital and almost had the round closed. When all of a sudden, um, you know the technology that we were licensing, um, our agreement really got hung up in legal and basically destroyed the whole company. You know, in nine months of work, just disintegrated in a second. Right. Um, years later. Um, uh, you know, I co-founded a, uh, a B2B, you know, soft, um, software company. And, you know, we had uh, uh, raised all the capital, gone through one of the top 10 accelerator programs in the world, uh, recruited executives from Fortune 500 companies uh, onto the management team, um, had a proven uh, dev team uh, who had their software, you know, at the highest levels of, of you know, secret government agents functioning, right? Um, we had huge investors from Fortune 500s, you know, CEO level, you know, type of people. And we were running beta programs at, you know, half a dozen uh, well-known companies. I mean, this was one that like absolutely was not going to miss. Um, but, uh, you know, despite our, our you know, all-star team and, you know, 100% dedicated effort, uh, we never were able to get that product market fit in the time frame that we had. So our cash ran out right? and, and um, startups fail. And we all kind of know that, but at the same time, we all kind of want to be, you know, Han Solo driving into the asteroid field. It's like, yeah, don't tell me the odds, I got this, right? <laughs> um, so, so in other words, you know, when I started looking at the data, uh, it, it, was, it was interesting because, um, you know, it, it, it's not only, you know, this, this, Lance, let me ask you, how many, how many startups make it? How many startups succeed? How many out of how many out of a hundred would you say? Yeah, now we're on to base rates. I love base rates. Oh man, I would guess less than ten percent. I don't know the exact number. Yeah, no, I think that's right too. I mean, you know, I mean, there's there, the data around this is actually really hard because um, there's a lot of um, you know kind of Walking Dead sort of companies out there. But um, mm. but if you ask an entrepreneur, if you ask someone who's just starting, they'll say like, oh, one out of ten. If you ask someone who's really been around, they're like, it's not, it's not one out of ten, right? But anyway, let's just say it's 10%, okay, one out of 10. So 
you know, out of 100, you've got 10 companies, okay? Out of 100 startups, you've got 10 companies that sort of like get sustainable. Here's the big question. Out of those 10, million in revenue. Oh, goodness. I don't, I don't have a good, I would think like probably again, less than maybe 5% of companies. You've got, you've got, that's right, Lance, you're, you're sharp. So, so Vern Harnish came out and said, okay, look, in our research, it says that 4% of companies in the United States ever exceed a million dollars in revenue. So, you know, what you've got is, is, you know, out of the 10, not even one that made it out of a hundred, not even one of them will exceed a million dollars in revenue, right? Which just goes to show the value of, you know, businesses that, uh, you know, small businesses that are around that surround us or, or, you know, websites or whatever it is that, that are generating seven figures. It's, it's a rarity. It's, it's, it's the exception and not the norm. So, um, what,
Hey everybody, I am here today with Walker Dibel. He is uh, just a jack of all trades when it comes to business acquisition. An online business broker at Firelight Brokerage, uh, a serial entrepreneur or an acquisition entrepreneur himself, and also the author of the new book, Buy Then Build, uh, which I've read, got a lot of value out of. If you're new to the acquisition entrepreneur game, highly recommend it. Walker, thanks for coming on the show. Lance, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Well, great. So, Walker, I think you've got one of the most interesting stories uh, for acquisition entrepreneurship and just the, the path that you come down. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got here? Absolutely. Um, you know, it's funny, Lance, what I would tell you is that, you know, as entrepreneurs, you know, a lot of times we, we will start businesses because we have a certain pain that we're trying to solve ourselves. And I think what I learned along the way is that I'm a really bad entrepreneur. <laughs> and so I needed to figure out how to solve my own problem, right? And, um, you know, let me give it to you like this. Like, like you know, I've had, um, finalists in a, in a business plan competition. We um, had, you know, Walmart potentially buying large volumes of our products. Uh, and, you know, we were raising capital and almost had the round closed when all of a sudden, um, you know, the technology that we were licensing, um, our agreement really got hung up in legal and basically destroyed the whole company. You know, in nine months of work just disintegrated in a second, right? Um, years later, um, uh, you know, I co-founded a, uh, a B2B, you know, soft, software company. And, you know, we had uh, uh, raised all the capital, gone through one of the top 10 accelerator programs in the world, uh, recruited executives from Fortune 500 companies uh, onto the management team, um, had a proven uh, dev team uh, who had their software, you know, at the highest levels of, of you know, secret government agencies in functioning, right? Um, we had huge investors from Fortune 500's, you know, CEO level, you know, type of people. And we were running beta programs at like half a dozen uh, well-known companies. I mean, this was one that like absolutely was not going to miss. Um, but, uh, you know, despite our, our you know, all-star team and, you know, 100% dedicated effort, uh, we never were able to get that product market fit in the time frame that we had. So our cash ran out, okay? Mm. And and um, startups fail. And we all kind of know that, but at the same time, we all kind of want to be, you know, Han Solo driving into the asteroid field. <laughs> it was interesting because, um, you know, it, it, it's not only, 